0: Welcome to The Course Consultant Show, a show dedicated to help you launch your online course with ease. Get ready to hear from successful course creators who ditched the 9 to 5, gained passive income on their couch, and took charge of their dreams. Here's your host, Melody Johnson, a professional online course designer and lover of all things chocolate. Welcome, everybody, to The Course Consultant Show This is episode 28 of season two, and I can't believe it, it's actually the end of 2020. As of today, it's December and we are approaching the new year. So I thought I'd kick off today to talk a little bit more about how to plan your course launch in 2021. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm gonna go and break down all of the different course creation project timeline approaches and give you a feel of how I've developed from both a corporate standpoint when I have created courses for corporate training and then also give you some information on how I've approached it as a small business owner. So whether you're a team of six, 20 or a thousand or you have your own business and you are running the ship all on your own, you're gonna find these tips will help you develop a profitable online course no matter who you are. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So the first thing that I'm going to share with you that is important to consider is actually to analyze your offer. So what I like to do is really identify who is this offer for, by identifying the key aspects of the solution that I'm offering, because essentially what you're doing is you're supporting the end goal of your course customer. And ideally, you would want to make sure that you understand a little bit more about your audience. What are their hobbies? What are their ages? What are their professions? I talk a lot more about how to analyze your course customers and really break down the different steps of developing your course in episode one. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode, but I think it's still really true that you do need to go back and analyze the core solution that you have to offer. Now, I really want to emphasize how important it is to really break down the different goals of your customer. If it's going to be a very broad, big course, this is going to be a longer-term time investment for instance if you're creating a group coaching program or if you're creating a mastermind or if you are creating a signature course the invested amount of time does tend to be a lot longer now if you're creating a smaller course which is what i recommend if you're a solo based business owner I recommend just analyzing and breaking things down in the smallest component. So when we are talking about creating courses, we ultimately want to lead students to achieve the results as quickly as possible. If you're in a corporate setting, you want to help your employees onboard very quickly and get them to actually implement on the tasks that you want as quickly and feasibly as possible. Uh, Likewise, in a course-based business, if you're a solo-based business owner, you wanna actually craft a course that will actually help somebody get to the part where they're either A, achieving their goals by making more money, saving more money, um, building wealth. Uh, If you are having a business that's focused and centered around, Something else like for health and wellness or fashion or homesteading, whatever the case may be, you really want them to implement. So how do we do that? Well, first, we need to analyze what the big overarching goal is. This is also known as the learning goal. So if you are familiar with instructional design and you're not familiar with my brand, I'm an instructional designer. I have worked with many organizations to help build out full training curriculum. But you have that overarching learning goal. That goal is going to be the overarching goal for your course customer. Your learning objectives, meaning the little small micro goals underneath that big overarching goal are really going to help to emphasize getting the the student to actually achieve those. So how do you actually do it if you are a small business owner? Let's think about this in the simplest aspect. So the first thing is you want to actually make sure that you understand what those small wins are. So if you're a small business owner, of course, uh, of a potential consultant perhaps, you want to actually break down the smallest, most easiest win in the process. So. Let's take, for instance, one of my consultants. One of the consultants that I've worked with in the past has a course, and the course is focused primarily as a template. And in the template, there's a checklist for identifying the key things that you need to do in order to hire your first team member, most likely a virtual assistant. And so when you're considering what should be included in that, what you want to do is actually write out those three or four different types of sub- Goals or learning objectives in the academic world. And so finding out what those are would really help your students achieve their goals. So for instance, if I want my students to be able to hire their first virtual assistant, one, they need to identify what's the pay rate, what is the job description, what are the activities and tasks that need to be completed by this team member. I also need them to understand what their company and core values are and then identify the steps in the hiring process from the interview to the second interview to the final selection. I also might need email scripts to help reach out to those people who have been accepted or possibly for people who have not been accepted and have not moved forward in the interviewing process. So right there, what I've done is I've broken down that big learning object, that big learning goal, and broken it down into steps into smaller sub steps. So how does this work when we're actually trying to create a course and we want to be able to help many different people achieve their goals and we're not sure exactly what those small wins are? I'd love for you to make sure that you go over to the show notes in the description or if you're reading the blog, make sure you grab the free course creator starter outline. I go over this and so much more inside of the training and you can grab my course creator starter outline, which is a Google Sheets template and I go over some key aspects that you need to understand like breaking down the whole course, what the learning goal is, what the course description is, and then breaking things down into modules or topics based off of the subcategories, goals, or chapters. So when we're thinking about planning all of this out, let's talk about the next step. We've talked about doing some initial analysis on who our clients are or customers are what their goals are and what we want to do to create to establish that overall arching solution. The second thing that I want to go over is how to actually conduct some market analysis. I talk about this and so much more inside the five-day course creation challenge, but this is a great way for you to just find out if this process is going to work for you. So for instance, what I actually do is I go through a market research analysis of researching on Google about my product name. I go through and identify in the product name if there's already something that's out there. And truth be told, I have actually come up with names in my head and I found that other people already have products. So unfortunately, I, I need to come up with a new name. The second thing is I also go on social media. Are there other influencers out there who have a course that is already similar to mine? And so what I'm doing is I'm not, stealing away from those other creators. What I'm doing instead is just simply seeing and testing the waters. Is this product viable? Is there going to be a market for this product? What are the unique selling features of this product that will really make mine stick out from others? If you are trying to create something completely brand new that's never been done, that's great. But the truth is, A lot of times there are going to be products that are very similar. The difference being is your unique solution. And that's ultimately what I want you to come out from today's training about is that you have something completely unique to you and nobody else has that unique selling proposition that you do because your experience is different. Your um, personality is different. Your story is different. So taking all of those things into consideration, I really want you to focus on what the market research tells you about the viability of your product. I also want to go over some important information about the process of creating your first beta course. So when we are talking about the planning process, there are three different project timelines that I'm going to share with you today and just know I want you to customize your project planning process completely based off of your own process. So I'll tell you what I've done in corporate setting. Maybe this would really help you if you manage a team or if you own an organization of over a thousand people or over a hundred people. So in that process, what I previously have done is to follow something called the ADDIE method. So the ADDIE method is basically um, a five-step process. And in that five-step process, you're going to go through the stages of development. It's an analysis of the, the problem and the challenges and the audience, the overall design of what you intend to create overall for your end user, the development of that online course curriculum, meaning if you're going to put together PowerPoints, the videos, etc. And then finally, the implementation. So in the implementation stage, that's where you finally stage your digital course. And that would be normally held on something called a learning management software or LMS. And so in a corporate setting, normally what would occur then is there would be a testing of the product, meaning someone would actually go through the course to see if there was any links that were not working, if there was interactions that were not working correctly, and then make sure if there was any errors and misspellings, that testing phase, it normally actually lasts maybe three to four days. And in very large scale businesses, this could last several weeks and maybe even into months. And so that goes more into like software development and more into a large scale software implementations. But in the ADDIE method, when we're talking about that implementation stage, there's a lot of feedback that's given. Normally you have these subject matter experts who are really, really interested in the topic and the success of the project. They'll go through it and provide feedback. And sometimes that feedback will require the instructional designer or the training team to actually implement on that feedback. Sometimes the feedback is very minimal. Sometimes it's a lot lot bigger. So you wanna really consider um, the types of feedback that you get. Okay, now I want to actually uh, share that one last piece in the ADDIE method, which is E, and that's evaluate. That's basically the process of understanding what it looks like to actually see the end product is the end product working what was the feedback from the beta test and during that test is there anything else that possibly needs to be changed what went well what didn't and so i think it's sometimes very hard as a solo business owner to kind of evaluate because constantly we're focused on New products or pushing a new offer, whatever it is, I really think that sometimes it's really good to kind of sit down, get feedback from your client customers, and really just ask for that feedback in some sort of form. So I'm getting really nerdy here, but we're going to talk about another course creation project timeline process, and that's the SAM method. And I'm going to share with you my unique spin on each of these. And I'm going to share with you specifically for a solo-based business owner, how you can implement on these processes, even if you don't have a team. So the first thing that I'm going to share with you is the SAM method. The SAM method is called the successive approximation method. And in this specific type of training or curriculum, you really want to uh, iterate quickly. So the idea is that that the project timeline isn't linear, right? It's not from start to finish, it's not from A to Z. Instead, it's more like cyclical, it's a circle. And so in the successive approximation model, basically what you're doing is you're creating curriculum that is focused on getting something out quickly, right? So that process is analyze, design, and develop. This is also known in some people with some people as rapid prototyping. And so the idea is that you're going to create something really quickly, just get feedback and then develop and and, uh, make it better and make it better and make it better and make it better until eventually you have a product that you're very, very comfortable with. And of course you can always improve it, but the idea is that you have something just quickly rather than spending that five stage process. So basically... If you are a solo entrepreneur, solo business owner, I highly recommend that you take that approach. If you don't have a lot of capital ready to actually create a full big signature course, create and develop your course by following the SAM method. And so in the rapid prototyping or SAM method, whatever you want to call it, you're basically going to quickly analyze all of the content. You're going to see what is the specific frequently asked questions that you receive. You're then going to actually create a project map of the key concepts that you want to include inside of your course. This can easily be designed in PowerPoint. And you don't need to have a very expensive camera or a camera crew record you, you don't even actually need to be on camera. And so what I highly recommend is in terms of tech, you want to actually have a map of all the content that you're going to be recording before you actually sit in front of the camera and get in front of the microphone like I am today. And so what that looks like for a solo entrepreneur is essentially you're going to actually create a uh, outline of the curriculum. The next step after creating that outline, if you grab that starter outline that I talked about today, you're then going to actually start designing the curriculum based off of the key concepts that you've identified in your outline. So this might be a PowerPoint. This might be a template. This might be a template where you record on Loom and walk through the different concepts. Or if it's a recipe book, you're going to share with people how you actually prepare it, the recipe. Or potentially, if you actually have a kitchen, uh, like if you have a podcast and you're showing people the podcasting process of the production and the recording and the workflows and things like that, you're going to actually record that via a screen recording software. I use Loom. I also have used other software in the past like Camtasia. I also use other products like, uh, I'm just blanking on the name, but I think I, oh yes, Screencast-O-Matic and Screencastify. Those are some of my favorite, favorite video recording softwares that you can record your screen on and they're not very expensive and you don't have to learn how to use Adobe Premiere Pro unless you're already familiar with using that software. Okay. So from that point, you've now had your outline created, you have the key concepts, and you're starting to work on the development of the PowerPoint. Here's where I really differ from traditional corporate training and development and also a, uh, the business side of things. What I think is more important is you to focus on the actual development of the promotional materials. So what do I mean by the promotional materials? This is where I deviate a lot from the traditional sense of marketing, and I hope that today's training is not going to be too geeky because I'm really loving talking about project management and talking a lot about curriculum development as it pertains to corporate training and bringing it into the more solo-based business owner or agency models that are coming up and becoming much more popular. So what I would do at that point is I would create a timeline of curriculum, um, I'm sorry, if promotional materials for promoting the content. This will include creating a sales page, including copywriting on the sales page, creating content that's free, that's related to that digital product. This could be a blog post. This could be a podcast episode. This could be a uh, social media post, a Facebook Live, a Instagram Reel. It could be a TikTok video. I don't care what it is. If you're going on YouTube, you really just have to create free content that relates to your paid offers. And why do we make that content? Because content marketing actually works. We're not just making free content to just share free knowledge. We are creating free content with the intention that the right audience will actually convert into a larger program, a course, or maybe even a consulting. And so when we're doing that, we want to actually create content that's engaging, that's captivating, right? We don't want to be bored by listening to a video. We want to have fun. And so if you're adding in elements of humor, uh, of something that's catchy, I know that on Instagram Reels, I've been playing a lot with... Playing uh, with that type of software and listening to some new music is a whole completely new um, process for me because I'm not often on Instagram, but I've been trying to be there more frequently now as we kind of build out more bite-sized types of content. So I'm going to share with you five different pieces of content that you could possibly help to promote your products in 2021. And that's going to be one is you can share a five tips. Five tips is easily one of the quickest ways that you can create bite-sized content in multiple formats. So for instance, if you say five easy tips or five easy ways to reach your ultimate solution or goal, you're going to be able to write out a blog post, potentially record a YouTube video, and also create an Instagram reel or a TikTok video or some sort of content as a caption on an Instagram feed post or a facebook post in your facebook group and so five tips is easily something you can actually walk away with at the end of this podcast episode and do today the great thing about content is that you can repurpose it for multiple platforms you can repurpose content marketing for emails social media Um, You can also do it for sales pages. And so what I want you to do is not think about them as completely separate silos. Each of these marketing components are going to have some crossovers in all of the different aspects. Doesn't mean it needs to be exactly the same. It's just going to repurpose components of it. Okay, so the other thing I want you to also think about is curriculum, uh, sorry, promotional materials as it pertains to affiliates. If you are thinking about launching a course and you want to actually create a course that's going to help your audience, but you don't have a big email list, you don't have a large following, maybe you haven't been sending out emails as frequently as you would have liked. What I want you to actually consider is think about if affiliate marketing is going to be right for you. What would that look like for a solo based business owner? So in a solo based business owner, you wanna consider what types of people would be a good fit that are complementary with your business and not in competition with your business. In my opinion, I find that it's very helpful if you have a business that is in the same field of industry, but maybe doesn't have an offer that suits the particular audience. Maybe they have another product or offer or service that complements your business, but it's not exactly the same thing. Those people would be highly, highly amazing to have and actually gain as an affiliate. I really want you to also think about the affiliate programs and what is involved in that, and so what you want to do is you actually want to consider creating easy swipe files and so. In the swipe files what you're going to include is a brief description of the product you're going to also include some more information about the actual. Uh, course itself, like the pricing. You're going to also include information about the payout dates. You're going to also include information on the payout platform. So if you're going to use PayPal for payout, that needs to be included in the swipe files. And the, the most important is also the dates, right? So you want to give them enough time, enough leeway. If you're interested in learning more about affiliate programs, I highly recommend that you check out episode 25, how to create an affiliate program with Zoe Linda. There's some excellent resources in that podcast episode about how to create an affiliate program for a digital product. So that being said, creating all those swipe files is definitely really important. We've talked about emails briefly, as well. And so if you're looking to create um, more passive income, you kind of have to do a lot of work as you first start out. And when you're starting out, you want to actually make sure that you have a good idea of what's going to be included in each of these different steps. Um, Lastly, I do want to share that it's important to create social media graphics and with your social media graphics, you want to include things like um, a digital mock-up. You also might want to do a video walkthrough of your digital product. You could also include course testimonials from people who have gone through the course and actually experienced a win uh, for themselves. Um, The other thing I wanna just mention is that you might wanna also consider using uh, those social proof and testimonials and do double time with that on your sales page. So you can actually repurpose the testimonials from your sales page to go on social media and vice versa. Um, You could also do some Q&A sessions with your students and actually walk through that information with your audience. So for instance, if you have a student and or a client or customer, you can actually have them on a podcast interview, a YouTube live, you can have them um, post their content on their social media and maybe consider offering them some sort of incentive to kind of say, hey, thanks so much for, for doing this as an added incentive. Um, I'm going to give you some digital product for free or at a, a heavily discounted price, um, whatever the case may be. Just you know, saying that extra thank you to that specific course customer is really gonna help make all the difference if they're going the extra mile for you okay so we talked a lot about the three different approaches that i've discussed with you actually we've only covered two the addy method and the sam method and i've kind of said how the sam is similar to rapid prototyping but in terms of how i've done it in the past is when i create a project i really kind of think about everything in months right and then from the months there's the quarters So in quarter one, you might wanna consider what is the core offer that you're going to be selling and then breaking it down into weeks. So if you have a core offer that you're going to provide on in January, right? You actually wanna prepare all of the different sub types of content that you need to develop. Your two to three free pieces of content Um, your content as it relates to the overall course. uh, And that might be the sales page, the cart checkout page, the social media graphics, and if you're doing an affiliate launch, you'll need to have the email marketing swipe files, the social media graphics, etc. And then you want to actually break it down into smaller topics. So for instance, if you do the rapid prototyping method or the SAM method, you're going to actually provide an incentive for people to purchase. And so what I've done in the past is I've sold templates and my templates sell really well. And so in the templates, I basically will take something I already use, repurpose it and then actually update it so that it doesn't have any custom information in there. And then I basically make it prettier, right? Like I kind of color it and make sure that the formatting looks great. And then I then create a Google drive folder for my digital products. If I'm hosting it on a course platform, like Thinkific, I will go through the process of actually testing it, making sure it works and um, then kind of getting some initial feedback from beta testers either for free or at a very highly discounted price and then from that point i will often do a workshop and in that workshop i'll record the workshop i'll include that workshop inside of the tutorial or the template that I've been selling and then what I'll do is I'll make sure that that workshop if it's very long I might cut it up into pieces if it's not very long then I won't cut it into pieces I'll kind of just keep it there and then people can decide to use it so um I kind of came up with my own way for developing an online course, and that is through a process, and it's not very sexy or anything, but I call it um, the A-D-R-D-T-L. Okay, so what that method includes, it's basically analysis, define, refine, develop, test and launch. And so I'll say that again, just because it is kind of long, but in larger scale signature course programs, what I've done is I've actually, I go through a custom training analysis, a market research analysis in the analysis phase, uh, defining the core curriculum. In that phase, I then will develop an overview of the learning goals, the learning objectives, and then define, meaning, sorry, define, refine. And in the refine stage, I kind of break down everything a bit further. So I further go into detail about, we're now getting feedback from the the main client or customer. We then refine that curriculum to create a cohesive overview of the course. Develop is when we actually design all the curriculum that might look like developing PowerPoints, that might look like actually creating a curriculum and choosing the course platform and customizing the course platform, creating workbooks, and then testing it out once everything has been uploaded and integrated into the course. So uh, testing is so important. And when you're launching, you don't wanna really launch a million products all at once. Why? Because when people are actually trying to purchase, they're trying to make one decision you wanna give them one decision to make. If you give them 20 decisions to make, they're gonna be overwhelmed and overwhelmed people don't actually buy. So you wanna make it super easy, super simple, super clear what you're, you have to offer, what people want to purchase. And then p- once people are prepared to purchase, you're then going to go through the process of actually giving them that option through email marketing, social media, and kind of doing an affiliate marketing launch. Okay. So we talked so much about my process, the project management timeline, the course creation timeline, different ways to plan for different aspects of your course, like analyzing your problem, creating a unique selling proposition, identifying the milestones for your deadlines for launching, breaking it down into months, weeks, and then specific dates. And so if you're looking to take a deeper dive in course creation, I would so appreciate for you to check out the digital product toolkit. The enrollment for this digital product toolkit is rolling. However, as of this date, which is December 2020, we are holding a workshop on the digital product and course planning in 2021 on January 4th. It is going to be at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We're going to be talking all about how to create a profitable course based on off of the rapid prototyping method and launching a digital template. I find that a lot of times even my clients who've created signature programs don't have a smaller price course offering in their digital product suite. And so that is my fastest route for creating a profitable course business is to have multiple digital products that solve multiple pain points in your customer journey. And so if you're interested in joining, you can join me by clicking on the link in my description for my show notes, by also grabbing the link as it shows on my blog post, and also by reaching out to me via my chat feature on my website or DMing me on Instagram at The Course Consultant. If that sounds great to you and you're interested in doing some other collaborations, I am looking to uh, hear from you guys about what you want to hear from me in 2021. So feel free to reach out to me via email. I'm at hello at the Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of How to Plan for Your Course Launch in 2021. I am here to help. I look forward to seeing you inside of our free Facebook group, The Course, the Inspired Course Insiders. And you can reach out to me again if you have any questions about planning your course launch.